in an incredibly exciting time as a church at the moment. I don't know if you've noticed. Um, I think the last few months, it has just been staggering what the Lord has been doing. Why don't I just, I'll just summarize. This year, we have already planted our first church. Alice just shared about it, planting Falmouth Vineyard. Um, we had a fantastic preaching series on the book of Joshua. I think one of my favorite series in the whole time that I've been part of this church. In March, we baptized 11 people, I think, 11. And obviously, we're going to be doing some more baptism, baptisms in a couple of weeks. Um, we also heard so many amazing stories come out of our Acts of Courage campaign. It was just incredible seeing the church step out in faith and in courage. A couple of weeks ago, you might have gone along to our Kingdom Pursuit conference that we had on, and it was only a month ago, but it feels like ages ago that James and Jen and Matt and Alice did our multi-site Sunday, and James and Jen shared the vision of where this church is headed in becoming a multi-site church. So God has been doing some incredible things in this church so far this year, and we're not even halfway through. I just think it's amazing what he's been doing. And with all that God is doing and with all that he is leading us into, there has probably never been a more important time for us to seek and hear his voice. I truly believe that. So I think it's pretty good timing that we're starting a new series and that the series we're looking at today, or starting, is hearing from God. It's a good time, because we need to hear his voice again, to go again. Now, if you've been coming along to Cardiff Vineyard for very long, then you'll probably be familiar with us talking about hearing from God. We don't shy away from it. We believe that God didn't just speak to people in the past, but that he speaks to us today, that he wants to and that he does, and he loves to speak to us. So, for example, Soph shared um, as, we, as she starts the notices that if you've had any words or pictures this morning, we would love for you to come and share those with us. Um, James and Jen, when they shared the story of how this church came to be and also where it's headed, have spoken about the words that the Lord has given them, the things that he's told them that have, have um, helped propel us forward. So we love to talk about being a church that believes that God speaks today, and we truly believe that. However, I'm aware that in this room, we are probably all in different places with this. Um, some of us will feel like we hear God regularly, while other, others of us will feel like it's not such a familiar voice. Um, some of you may even feel like you've never heard God's voice before. And that's completely fine. My hope this morning is that for everybody, this will be an encouragement for you to pursue hearing God and moving closer to him wherever you're at this morning, whatever your starting place is. And I just feel like there is a peacefulness this morning, a gentleness that um, wasn't planned. You can't plan it. Like, it's, it's not something that we feel every week. There was just something this morning that was, I don't know if it's because we didn't have drums and a bass. It, was, it just feels like there's a peacefulness and a gentleness about what God wants to do this morning. And it was reminding me um, in 1 Kings 19 where um, the Lord meets with Elijah and it said that the Lord, um, it wasn't in the, the wind or the earthquake or the fire. It was after that the gentle whisper of God came. So I'd just like to take a moment for us just to wait because I feel like there's stuff God wants to do. So let's just, just, just take a moment because God is here and, and there's just this peace and I think we need to press into it. So I just encourage you just to wait. And like Soph said, there might be some of us that have come in this morning with all sorts of baggage, all sorts of chaos. So let's just wait a moment and just, just seek the Lord. Would you speak to us, Lord?
Yeah, open our ears this morning to hear from you, Lord. We long to hear from you. I want to say amen, because some of you might not open your eyes if I don't say amen, because we're so used to finishing our prayers with that. So amen. Um, As I was preparing this talk, there was a picture that I had that I think is quite helpful in trying to just... Uh, help us understand where we're at with this, I suppose. And it was a picture of like a traditional um, analog radio, I think. Yeah, there's one up there. So you, you can be reminded of that throughout this talk. Um, the, this picture of a radio. So I just want to explain. Firstly, a radio, you can turn it on and off. And in the same way, I think we can be open to hearing from God um, and expectant that he's going to speak. Or we can be closed off from hearing from him and actually be oblivious to what he's saying. So that's the first thing. We can be switched on or off. Um, Secondly, a radio uh, can and needs to be tuned into the right frequency. So while some of us may hear God's voice clearly, um, others of us may feel like it's distant or fuzzy at best. And like that analog radio, we need to find the right frequency. We need to be tuned into what God's saying. So during this series, we're going to be looking at some of the really practical ways that God speaks to us. And also um, looking at some of the barriers that can come in that can prevent us from hearing from God. And then finally, when the radio is switched on and tuned in, we have a choice. We can either just have it as background noise that we're not really paying attention to, or we can choose to actively listen to it. And if you want, which I quite enjoy doing in the car, you can even choose to sing along. (laughs) That's probably the best point, singing along. Um, In the same way, we can choose to focus on God, um, focus on what he's saying and join in with what he's doing. So where uh, where are you with this at the moment? Are you switched on? Are you tuned in? Are you singing along? Where are you at the moment? Jesus said in John 10, verse 10, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Now, I don't know about you, but I want that life of fullness. I want to know life to the full that Jesus offers. And I believe that when it comes to hearing from God, for all of us, there is more. We could always do with hearing more from God and listening to him. But the truth is, I know that I often settle for, for way less than he's offering. Sometimes it's, not, it's because I feel tired. Other times I think it's just that I'm being too lazy. Um, I reckon uh, often it's just that life feels too busy or that I'm maybe just not being intentional about seeking him. But I reckon that often I settle for far less than the fullness of God, particularly when it comes to hearing his voice. But I tell you what, deep down in my soul, I just know that I want that fullness. I know that I want to live in the fullness of life that Jesus offers. How about you? Do you want that fullness? I I really do. And there was a time um, going back when I didn't know Jesus at all. If we were to flash back 13 years, can you remember what was going on 13 years ago? What stage of life you're at? I was was 18. I was just finishing college. I was doing my A-levels. I didn't know Jesus. I had no faith, no Christian faith. But for the first time in my life, a friend of mine told me about her faith in Jesus and how God spoke to her. And one day when she was telling me about um, her faith in God, she said to me, and you know what, Ian? He knows everything about you and he loves you and he wants to speak to you too. And I was just like, well, I'm pretty sure he's never spoken to me before. And if he speaks to you, then why isn't he speaking to me? If he wants to speak to me so badly, why doesn't he just do that? 
Why have I never heard his voice? What's the secret? And she didn't really have the words to explain it. All she said, she, she just kind of said to me, well, I just pray to God, and then he speaks to me, and sometimes it's like a voice in my head, and other times it's like, I can't explain it, it's like a feeling in my heart, but I just know it's him. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? But, but what I felt was like, if there's any truth in what you just said, then I need to experience that for myself. And that's what set me off on my journey of exploring faith, that I was like, well, if you have this faith and if you praise God and if he speaks to you, I need to experience that as well. I wanted to hear God speak to me. And if he was out there, I wanted to hear him. That's the truth. So, so what did I do? I went along to the only Christian bookshop in Taunton, where I'm from, and I only knew about it because she told me about it. And I went in to see if I could find some sort of advice on how to hear from God. And I think I was looking for one of those like hearing from God for dummies books, you know, like those black and yellow books. Like I just wanted the basics, just how to hear from God. Now, I didn't find one of those, but what I did find was a book that was literally called How to Hear from God. So that just jumped off the shelf at me. I went up and I bought it and I felt about, I think I put it in a bag and like hid it all the way home. Um, I thought to myself, that's exactly what I needed. So, so I took it. So I got home um, and that week in secret, uh, because I didn't want my family knowing I was reading a book about Jesus, I just read it in my bedroom. And just for that week, I just read it from cover to cover, highlighting and underlining everything that was speaking to me. And I was just so hungry and desperate to hear God's voice. And I just hadn't put, toge I hadn't put together that uh, hearing God's voice might happen more, might be more likely if I came along to church, that if people in that community, for me, those were two separate things. I was pursuing God at this point. There was no, the idea of going to church just wasn't even on my radar. Because I'd heard this rumor that God might just be real and that there might just be more to life than I'd ever realized. So if it turned out that there was no God, then fine. I would just carry on with life as normal, exactly as I knew it. But if there was a God, and if he did speak to me, how could my life ever be the same again? So 13 years on, here I am, up on this stage, talking to all of you guys. I think my life's changed a little bit since then. Um, and I would say that in some way now, every day, I hear from God in some way. In some way, I hear from God. But at the same time, I want to put it out there that there are, there are also times when I don't feel like I hear God's voice clearly on certain things. Maybe it's stuff that we're, that we're waiting for guidance on and God's direction on. So there are still things that we feel like we struggle to hear. And if that's true for you today, um, I want to say don't be discouraged. Um, I'd love to say we're all on a journey with this. And sometimes we have seasons that are just really challenging. So if that's you, I'd love to just encourage you to keep seeking God and that hopefully throughout this series, it will be an opportunity just for you to lean into him. And my prayer is that you will hear his voice over the next few weeks as we press into this. So how have I gone from he not hearing God's voice for 18 years to now living life where almost every day I would say I feel like I hear from God? Essentially, I think as with any relationship, it takes time, practice, and familiarity. 
I had to learn how God speaks to me. And from my experience, it isn't what I expected. It isn't like an audible voice. Or in my experience, it hasn't been an audible voice that every day it's like, Ian, here I am, it's the Lord. This is what you should do today. That'd be great, wouldn't it? That would be really, that would make life easier, I think. Probably wouldn't. I probably still wouldn't understand. But I would suggest that the primary way God speaks to us alongside the Bible is directly into our hearts and minds because the Spirit of God has direct access into our thoughts and our feelings. That's been my experience. That's how God most often speaks to me. So in order to hear God's voice, we need to learn how to listen and we need to learn how God speaks to us. As I said, during this series, we will be looking at some of the really practical ways God does that. But the question I want to address this morning and for the the remainder of this talk is why? Why would God want to speak to us? And why do we need to hear his voice? And I think at the very center to the answer of that question is that it's essentially about relationship. It's about knowing God and it's about being known by God. And Jesus illustrates this perfectly in John's gospel. So if you have a Bible, if you'd like to take it out and turn to chapter 10, if you don't have a Bible with you today, then the verses will come up behind me. And in John 10, Jesus is challenging the Pharisees, the religious leaders of his day. And, he's, um, and whilst he's challenging them he's about their attitudes, he's teaching them about his, the relationship that he has with his followers. And he uses this picture of a shepherd and his sheep. So starting in verse 14, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me and I know my Father. I lay down my life for my sheep. Now a bit earlier in the passage in verse three, Jesus describes how the sheep listen to the shepherd's voice, the shepherd calls his, net, calls his sheep by name and he leads them out. And in verse four he goes on and explains how the sheep follow the shepherd because they know his voice. The sheep follow the shepherd because they know his voice. And later on in verse 27, Jesus summarizes all that he said in one verse saying, my sheep listen to my voice, I know them and they follow me. And this is the verse that I want to focus on this morning, verse 27, because as we unpack it within the context of the chapter, I think we can learn something significant about why hearing from God is so important to us. So let's break it down and see what we can learn from it. First, Jesus says, my sheep, listen to my voice. The starting point for relationship with God involves us learning to listen to his voice. Listening to God is the springboard into everything we do for him. Have you ever tried to have a relationship with someone but never actually spoken to them? It's pretty difficult. In theory, you could know a lot about someone just by maybe uh, stalking them on Facebook or on their social media or by following them around and eavesdropping on their conversations. But without having a two-way conversation with them and spending any real time with them yourself, how can you ever expect to actually know them properly? You can know loads about them, but you don't necessarily know them. And at the center of any healthy relationship is good communication, speaking and listening to each other. Now, if you know me, you'll know that I'm quite a talker. I could talk for the next few hours if they let me. Um, And we've discovered in our marriage, Sophie and I, that 
sometimes we'll be talking, we'll be in conversation, and suddenly I'll realize that I've been talking for about 20 minutes, and Soph hasn't actually said anything. And there have been occasions when I've been so absorbed by what I'm saying, she's actually left the room, and I've just carried on speaking. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced anything like that. Have you ever had that on the phone where you're just talking and talking and talking and then you wait and nothing, no one says anything. You look and it's cut off. And you're like, at what point did that happen? And then you phone them back and you're like, what was the last thing I said to you? I think I've done like five minutes of that before and been like, oh my gosh, I've got to track back. So I know I've still got some way to go in learning to listen. Um, I can definitely talk. Listening is something I'm learning. Um, Dallas Willard has written a fantastic book called Hearing God, and I would highly recommend it if this is something you want to um, press into and read about. And the tagline for his book is developing a conversational relationship with God. And I think that's really key, developing a conversational relationship with God. Sometimes when it comes to communicating with God, we forget that it's a two-way thing. We don't just pray to him and reel off all the things that we want to request. The real benefit comes sometimes when we just listen. So in James, and in James 1 verse 19, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. So it's important that we take the time to listen and learn how God speaks. For the first 18 years of my life, I thought that God wasn't speaking to me. But as I look back on it now and think about it, the problem was actually just that I wasn't listening. I'm sure he was speaking to me. Going back to that picture of the radio, I just wasn't switched on. Now, I'm not saying that God can't break in um, when we're switched on. I'm sure you know, he can come in. You know, sometimes when you're sleeping and suddenly there's a loud noise, you're like, I'm awake. Here I am. I think God can do that to us. He can wake us up from our sleep. But often, it's, we hear most clearly from God when we're switched on and we're opening, open to hearing his voice. So that's my first point. Hearing from God starts by learning to listen. So let's take a look at the next part of verse 27. After Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice, he then says, and I know them. Now this is a really key part of what I want to speak on today. Um, the word know in Greek is the word geonosko. It's quite a fun word to say, Gionosco. You can practice it when you get home. Um, Gionosco doesn't mean to know about something. It means to know someone. Gionosco is more about a personal, intimate relationship, um, a form of knowing that goes beyond just information. And in verse 14, Jesus says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. What Jesus is saying is we don't just know about each other. We actually know each other. I know them and they know me. It's not just head knowledge, it's this experiential um, relationship that can only come through knowing someone and meeting them and speaking to them and listening to them. And we, so we need to take the time to get to know Jesus. And one of the amazing things as we take the time to get to know him is that we learn our, about our identity in him. When Jesus talks about his followers in this verse, he says, my sheep. Isn't that incredible that he calls us his sheep? He says, my sheep. We are his sheep, we belong to him, and he knows us by name. And I've been meditating on those two words, my sheep, this week, and I've just been absolutely blown away just by the, like the, the feeling of just certainty that we have in knowing that we are his sheep and he is our shepherd and that he leads us and protects us. He is the good shepherd. 
And by the way, if you, if you want to do an extra bit of reading or Bible study on this, I would love to encourage you, take John 10 and read it next to Ezekiel 34, where God says that he will send um, a new shepherd to look after one flock. And it is amazing to read how Jesus just fulfills that word, that prophecy that the Lord spoke in Ezekiel 34. So if you want to do a bit of extra reading, I'd definitely encourage you to read those two side by side. It is, is so profound. Um, In verse 15, Jesus says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. Jesus is making it clear that we can relate to him in the same way that he relates to the Father, that we are invited into the same level of intimacy as he has with with the Lord God. And we get an incredible insight into the relationship between father and son in the story of Jesus' baptism. When the spirit of God descends on him and Jesus emerges from the water and the voice from heaven says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Before Jesus had done anything, before he'd performed any miracles or shared any, any message of the kingdom, God speaks to him and tells him, you are my son and I love you and I am so pleased with you. That's awesome, isn't it? What a confidence booster. What a, that sets you off. You're not going to fail when you've had that kind of encouragement before you set off. Um, he was God's son and everything he went on to do came from that place of knowing that, knowing who he was and knowing how loved he was by the father. And like Jesus, we are children of God too. We are sons and daughters of the Lord Almighty. We are loved by him just like Jesus as a father. And he knows us and calls us by name. And that is an incredible thing to discover and to live out of. When God speaks to us, he affirms us and lets us know identity in him and his love for us. So do you believe that God loves you, that he loves you? And do you believe that he wants to speak to you today? That he desires to speak to you? I tell you what, you can read plenty of books about how God feels about you. You can hear somebody, you could hear me tell you today how much God loves you. Um, But nothing, I can promise you this, nothing will ever compare. Nothing will ever impact your life. Nothing will ever affirm you or transform you or encourage you as much as hearing how much you are loved by God, by his own voice, as he tells you himself how much he loves you. Nothing compares to that. So that's the second reason we need to hear from God. We need to know him intimately and know our identity in him. So let's just look at the final part of verse 27. Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and lastly he says, and they follow me. When the sheep hear the shepherd's voice, what's their response? They follow him. They follow the shepherd where he leads them. They obey his commands. James spoke on this in the final part of the Joshua series when he encouraged us that walking with Jesus is about taking one step at a time. Um, And he said it was about learning to listen and obey. I love that. If we want to keep following Jesus, then we need to learn to develop this rhythm. Listen and obey. Listen and obey. We just have to keep listening and obeying what what the Lord is saying. When we respond to God from a place of knowing him and knowing our identity in him, we don't don't follow or obey reluctantly or out of duty or from a place of slavery. Instead, we can respond joyfully and follow him um, with excitement from a place of sonship as children of God. We follow and obey because we know his voice and we trust his voice. 
The sheep don't follow because they are forced, they follow because they trust the shepherd. And where does the shepherd lead the sheep? Well, Psalm 23 says, in Psalm 23, David proclaims, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along right paths for his name's sake. Jesus knows exactly what we need and he leads us to the places where we can be replenished. But he also leads us out to find the other lost sheep. In a remarkable way, Jesus invites us, his sheep, to become shepherds as well. We don't replace him, he is the good shepherd. But when we start following Jesus, we become co-workers with him. We get to join in on his mission. So Jesus invites us to join in. We get to join the search party, as it were. There are so many lost sheep. If you were to walk through Cardiff or walk down your street or um, just the people you bump into every day, there are so many people who are lost, who don't know Jesus, and, and so many people whose receivers are just switched off. They're just not hearing. How are they going to hear if the receiver's switched off? And we have a responsibility to get the message of what God wants to say to them into their hearts, into their ears, that they would hear the message that God has for them. How exciting is that, that we get to pass on that message? If we want to become the kind of people who do Christ's kingdom work in this city, then we have to learn how to hear God's voice, follow him, and obey him. So just to sum up, why is it important for us to hear from God? Well, firstly, because God wants to have a relationship with us, and healthy relationships require communication. Secondly, from knowing God and hearing his voice, we discover identity in him. And it's from that place of knowing God and knowing our identity that we can respond and follow where he leads us. And lastly, we need to take what we hear from God and share it with those around us. Because those people who don't know him, they need to hear what he wants to say to them. They need that encounter. They need to know that they are loved by him that he wants to speak to them. I think back to that conversation I had with my friend where she told me, God knows you, he made you, he loves you, and he wants to speak to you. That changed the direction of my life that, that day. I began with this picture of a radio and inviting you all to consider where you're at right now when it comes to hearing from God. Maybe you don't feel like you've ever heard from God before. And for you, it's time to switch on and say, yes, God, here I am, I want to hear your voice. Maybe, you, um, for others of you, maybe you've heard God speak in the past, but it's been a while. You want to get tuned in again. You want to find the right frequency, and it's time to rediscover how God speaks to you. Or maybe for you, you're actually in a place where you are hearing from God, but you know that there's more. You know that it's time to start singing along. It's time to join in with what he's doing, and it's time to start sharing what he's saying to you with the people around you. We can all learn to hear from God and follow his guidance. I believe that. And there is always abundantly more for us to step into. Jesus came that we would have life and have it to the full. And as I said, we can read all the books we want and listen to all the podcasts that tell us about God and how much he loves us. But nothing compares to hearing from God for ourselves. Wherever you're at this morning, we have an opportunity to grow in this area to seek God, to seek his voice, to let him speak to us and affirm us and tell us who we are in him. And I believe that God wants to do that this morning. So if you're able to, why don't you stand?